Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. Fall is almost here. It's almost college football season, which I know everyone's excited about. So we're excited to welcome back the the head coach of Central Connecticut, Ryan McCarthy. Coach, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Excited to have you back. So take me through last year. I, I, I know we spoke about you know, just getting back to normal a little bit, you know, having a full season in the fall with fans. What was it like for you and your team getting back out to, to normal football season? Well, it was, it was, <laughs> it was great until we started playing <laughs> early on, you know, it certainly uh, didn't go the way we thought it would go. I mean, after not, you know, playing for a, not only a full calendar year, but we obviously didn't play in the spring as well as St. Francis in our conference. And uh, from our perspective, it, it showed, um, you know, we just came out and first game, there was flags all over the field and um, just it, it was not good, clean football for uh, certainly the first five, six weeks of the season. And then, you know, as time went on, I think uh, we started to figure some things out uh, in the locker room and, uh, you know, ended up winning three of our last four and really should have really should have won the, the, the game we lost at the end there, Duquesne, um, a game that, you know, I, I take responsibility for as much as the kids do and. Um, you know, and with that being said, we could have easily won the last four games we played. And I think we're playing our best football, certainly at the end of the year. Yeah. So taking what you, you did towards the end of the season, how are you now taking that and parlaying in, into a good start, you know, for, for this season and, and to have a successful season here in 2022? Well, I think one of the things, and I think it's this game is so much between the years. I mean, everybody sees what goes on from the physical aspect of it on the field, but there's so much between the years and you know it was an interesting uh thing to observe last fall when we got ready to play that first game because you know as i said we hadn't played a game in almost two years and you know we had a lot of we had a lot of talent in that locker room um but there was some guys who are who are playing for you know in a different you know a starting role for the first time and there were some pieces that we had to replace and it wasn't a matter of not having talent. I just think we came out of the blocks and we thought we were just going to pick up where we left off. And it never works like that in the game of football. And, you know, we got humbled pretty quickly in that first week. And, and we kind of stole a game at Wagner. I mean, really probably a game we didn't deserve to win. Um, and then, you know, we played Southeast Louisiana and we played Miami and there were two really good teams and, and we played Columbia and Sacred Heart. So we had a, a you know, a competitive, competitive schedule. Um, but I really think the difference I think the kids understand, you know, I think that was the big thing in the off season, you know, with the off season weight training and the, and the, and spring practice. And even through 12 practices here in, in, in fall camp, I mean, they understand that it's not just, it's a, it's about the accountability aspect. It's about, um, you know, doing the little things that everybody talks about. Everybody's talking the same language right now, you know, um, in camp and, and everybody obviously is expecting to win, a conference championship, a national championship. I mean, everybody's there. Oh, and oh. So now we just have to put those things, um, what we're, what we've been working on for the last seven or eight months. Now we have to put them in action here in the next couple of weeks, but I, I feel really good about where we are between the years, more so the mental state of the flock more than anything. As you, you mentioned camp and, and what that's been like, what's impressed you the most that, you know, that you've seen from your team so far uh, in this fall camp, the competitiveness, um, when you get to practice 10, and then you're, you know, that the legs are heavy. You're seeing the same guys every day. Um, you know, we're doing everything we can to keep them fresh physically with, with time off and, and, you know, structuring the practices a certain way. And, um, but 
I think it's been, there hasn't been any let up yet um, in terms of, and that happens. There's, you know, I can't think of, we've had a, 11 practices and I'd say there's probably one, one practice where I said, yeah, we probably should have stayed in the locker room this afternoon. Um, but, you know, to this point, I've been very impressed with how they practiced, um, how they've competed and how they've held one another accountable. It's been a, it's been a, a pretty, in my opinion, been a pretty, uh, Pretty successful camp so far. You know, looking at your schedule, you open this year with a big game uh, in state here against UConn. You guys have played FBS teams well in the past. Uh, what what are you? You know, how big of an opportunity is this for you and your team to get to go out and play UConn early on, get that exposure in the state? You know, against an FBS team. Well, I think you know, the, the, you know we went down and played the University of Miami last year, obviously, and you know we played in Hard Rock Stadium, so. I don't think our kids are going to be, you know, um, I don't think their eyes are going to be incredibly big. I think they're going to be, they're going to be more than present in the moment. I don't think they're going to look at it any differently. I mean, we really don't look at it, um, you know, because they're an FBS program. Our, our kids don't see it that way. They just see it as an opportunity to play. Obviously, the majority of our kids, if you look at our roster, are from the state of Connecticut. So that gives those kids incentive. And, um, you know, if, you know, a lot of, I don't, I would be, um, I don't think I'm mistaken in saying this. I don't think we have a kid on our roster that was offered by the University of Connecticut. And that's just what it comes down to. So if you, you know, here's an opportunity for you to go out and compete and, you know, obviously against an opponent that you're an underdog against. Um, but, you know, the, the schedule is the schedule. We don't make it, um, you know, we just worry about it one at a time. And I think, you know, with what if you're looking at our schedule, I've heard this, this has been the question that's been asked of me, um, multiple times this summer is so that's a very, very challenging schedule to start. Well, I mean, to be honest, with you, that's, that's the way I want it. That's the way I want it. And that's the way the kids want it. You want to be swinging with these people. Um, so, you know, I played Sacred Heart week two was when I saw the schedule come out. That was a little alarming because, I mean, they're considered to be, you know, they're considered to be our, our conference rival. And we're, you know, usually play that game later in the year, but we have them week two. But again, we don't make a schedule. Um, and then we play, you know, Southeastern Louisiana again down there. We play Albany. And all you can do is they're all different. They're all different in their own way, and you just prepare for them one at a time. So, you know, if we look too far, which I think is what happened last year, we were looking far, We were looking down the road. I mean, I, we were looking right past that first opponent we played in 2021, and and it bit us. So, I think the kids learned the lesson. Um, I think they understand that if you if you do not respect your opponent and you don't take, you know, um, you, you approach every game the same way, then then less less obviously. Uh, Less mistakes can occur. Yeah, I, I'm curious to get a little inside coaching with you here. You, you open against UConn. They'll have played week zero. So, so you'll have a little bit on, on tape from what you could see from that game. But how do you go about preparing your team uh, when you really have no film on this team? It's a, it's a new coach, new systems. Yeah, some of the players carry over. But, but how do you go about preparing your team for a game like that? Well, I think it's interesting you ask that question because number one, um, they play, as you said, they play week zero and that's an advantage and it can be a disadvantage for us. Advantage being you get a chance to see what their, what their scheme is on film. Disadvantage is for us is that they've played a game and we haven't. Um, and that can't, that can't be overlooked because they're going to go out to Utah. They're going to get the jitters out. They're going to, um, you know, get a lot of, a lot of things on tape and they're going to run a lot of different things. And, you know, then they're going to have an opportunity to refine and correct and get ready to play week two. And, you know, it's an old coaching saying that you always see the most improvement from week one to week two. And that, that I think is not always the case, but I think uh, the majority of the time it is the case. So I think, you know, in that regard, uh, you know, them having the the game, it'll help. 
in the respect of we'll be able to see what they're they're going to do uh, schematically on both sides of the ball. I mean, we obviously know the backgrounds of both coordinators, um, but still, until you see it on film, you don't really know. And that was one thing going into last year's game. Certainly on the offensive side of the ball, we didn't. It was a new coordinator. Nobody played in almost two years, so you kind of play the guessing game. But really, what it comes down to is same game at every level. And you're going to, you're going to line up and you're going to put 11 on the field. They're going to put 11 on defense. You're going to see three down. You're going to see four down. You're going to see a little bit of everything. So you got to do what your kids do well. Um, and, and, you know, obviously make adjustments as the game goes on. For those who, who might be tuning in to, to see central football for, for maybe the first time when, when they're playing UConn, can you give the listeners out there a, a few names that, that you're, you know, that have impressed you so far to keep an eye on during that game from your team? Yeah, starting defensively, I'd say um, there's a couple guys. Um, Tyler Boatwright in the secondary, returning all-conference player. Um, he only played in five or six games last year. We had an injury to our uh, arguably our best, one of our best defensive players, Dexter Lawson. He stepped in and, and did a great job and was, was elected all-conference. Um, inside linebacker Chizzy Umunawakwe. Um, I He's been around me for almost two years now, and I still can't pronounce his last name right. Um, but He's an inside linebacker that, that um, I think, you know, if, if UConn's watching, I think he's a guy, um, you know, when they're watching the film together, they probably say, yep, okay, that guy, that guy flashes. Um, he's, he looks like he's a pretty good football player. Um, Noah Washington up front, defensive end, uh, plays a little bit inside for us. Um, and then in the, in the secondary, again, John Martin, um, who will be a sophomore, um, you know, probably, you know, he was, he was voted preseason all-conference. I think he's a really, really good football player. And he'll only be a sophomore. And another guy to keep your eye on is Julio Brown, um, another safety who who uh, was also an all-conference player last year. So I think those are the guys on defense offensively. Um, our starting quarterback returns, Romello Williams. Um, we're expecting him to take the next step. Um, he was hurt for the last, uh, I'd say, pretty much last two games of the year. Um, we're expecting big things out of him. And I think we've got a, a bevy of guys on the on the perimeter. Um, Everett Wormley, who was who came to us from Rutgers University, uh, he got hurt week three, and we didn't see him again until week eleven. Um, but in the games he played early on, he was very productive. Um, the other guy is Isaiah Williams, another perimeter guy. Um, he's another guy to keep your eye on because I think he had a he had a pretty solid freshman year, and we're expecting him to take a another jump. Jad Dolagala, tight end. He's kind of our um, he's our hammer, if you will. Um, he's, he's a guy that does all the dirty work, um, you know, lines up in line, lines up off the ball, um, just a, a, you know, lunch pail kind of guy. And then up front, Craig Wood, our starting center, um, he's kind of the, the thing that makes the whole thing move up front. Um, and then, we, you know, our right tackle, I'd say Reese Spicer, uh, another guy who's a returning um, starter who was a, a redshirt freshman last year. So those are a couple names just that I think you'll, you'll probably hear a few times on September 3rd. Yeah, I think it's a, an exciting roster, it sounds like, that, that you've got there based on some of those names that you've highlighted. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the NEC because I know, you know, when it comes to FCS, NEC's been, been a really competitive and, and tough league year in and year out. What, what are your thoughts on, on the conference heading into this season? I think it's like every year. I think there's a ton of parity. Um, you know, I think with Bryant leaving, you know, I was disappointed that Bryant left because I think they make our our our, our conference better. And I think they certainly would have been a team that I know I would have voted very high in terms of what they had returning. Um, I think Stonehill's a nice addition for sure. Um, but I think um, what I've noticed, and I, you know, after doing this at Albany for a period of time, 
Um, and then doing it here is it's, it, it just seems like the conference, <laughs> it can flip at any point in time. Um, it, it, you know, what in the last couple of years, it's been obviously Sacred Heart. It's been Central Connecticut. It's been Duquesne. Um, so, you know, it really, but, but the really, the reality of it is, is that, that, um, I believe any team can beat the opposing team on any given week. That's what I see. St. Francis is another program that, you know, when we went undefeated in a conference play in 2011, they gave us our, our stiffest challenge. I mean, they, we, that one thing game went to overtime. Um, and, and it just seems like every year with them, it goes down the wire. But I, I really believe the one thing about the NEC is that there's a, there's a lot of parity. Um, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot separating, um, these programs that are in the, in the conference. So I don't expect that to be any different this year. I really don't. I think every week is, is a highly competitive. I mean, I say to the kids all the time and these, these conference games are like street fights and they really are. They go down to the wire and any, you know, just about anything goes when you get in the game. So, you know, I think it'll be, and like I said, I think it'll be any, any different this year. I think it's going to be a matter of, you know, who can sustain and who can um you know stay the healthiest the battle of attrition win there and see who's standing at the end i'll get you out of here on this one i know when you when you look at the preseason poll you you guys came in fourth it, what are what are you looking for for your team to have a successful season this year and what will they do to to be in that position to be in that top half if not be towards uh you know even even higher up in the top of the rankings here come the end of the season in the nec well i think the uh the preseason polls are exactly what they are. They're, they're preseason. Um, nobody's seen anybody play. So, you know, you're going off of, um, you know, obviously previous accomplishments, et cetera, et cetera. They're really beauty pageants. I, I just, I like where, they, where we were, uh, you know, fourth or wherever I think we we're picked fourth. That's where you want to be. Not a lot of it. You know, you're just kind of in that middle there where you're not getting a lot of attention. Um, but you know, I just don't, I don't read into that stuff. Um, the thing is, obviously, we have a conference game week two, which is which is early, which is early to play a conference game. But if you watch, you know, we get into week zero here coming up. I know the Big Ten's got a couple uh, conference games. So, again, going back to what I originally said, you're, you're, you play was on the schedule. And uh, that's really what it comes down to. But I, I think, uh, you know, I, like I said, I don't, I don't put a lot of stock into preseason. If I went back and looked, you know, in years past, how the whole thing played out, uh, you know, I don't know how accurate it would be. But it's. You know, obviously, this time of the year it's fun because you know when you're when you're seeing those polls and people are talking about it, you're you're one step closer to, to playing a football game, which is obviously what excites everybody here and around the country. Absolutely. Well, well, coach, I, I really appreciate the time. Best of luck to you and your team this season, and uh, I, I know everyone's looking forward to seeing you out there on September third at, at Rensselaer Field. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Jared. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Kotler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.